0: KYW original podcasts. This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm Flashpoint host, Cherry Greg. Hey, everybody. This is... A true treat for me. I got to sit down this week with the new secretary of the Smithsonian, Mr. Lonnie Bunch III. Now, if you don't know who he is, perk up. I'm going to inform you, okay? Lonnie Bunch III is the founding director of the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture. He literally spent 11 years building the museum from scratch. Okay, this he is the first African-American to ever do anything like this with the Smithsonian and the first African-American to be secretary of the Smithsonian. So now he's in charge of like 19 museums, the National Zoo, all sorts of things. So take a listen to my one on one with Lonnie Bunch when he was in Philadelphia this week. So, Mr. Lonnie Bunch, welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. So congratulations on the historic opening of the Smithsonian African American Museum of uh, you know, History and Culture, we're so happy that, that that opened.
1: You can't tell how happy I am. It was one of the longest journeys of my life, but it's really been so well received that it makes everything worthwhile.
0: Yeah, I read over four million people have visited thus
1: far. Almost seven million now.
0: Almost seven million? Mm-hmm. They need to update your bio. Because it's
1: like, <laughs> so
0: what, what are you most proud of with that museum? I mean, it is first of all it's amazing I've been two times And every time I go, it's like I discover something else. And I know that that'll continue.
1: I'm proud of really many things. But one is the fact that the gifted staff was able to put together exhibitions that were not just historically accurate and relevant, but that they were emotional um, and that they've created a place where people come together and cross racial lines, political lines, economic lines to understand more about themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think the second thing I'm proudest of is just the way People come up to me, no matter where I am, and just say thank you. Yeah,
0: Because black people in this country, African Americans, we didn't have, we have smaller museums in different cities all across the country, but to have a place that documents our history, our culture, our and this American story uh, as a Smithsonian museum, and and it's, And y'all did not spare any expense because it's really super nice
1: well one thing i knew that black people needed to have the best so i said don't cut any corners we raised a lot of money we did a lot of amazing work and what i think is i'm so proud of is that the museum is of such a quality that it's worthy not only of the smithsonian of the rich history of black America.
0: Yeah, and just the building itself is a sculpture.
1: Well, part of what I realized was that one, I looked at the mall and it's an impressive place, but I wanted something that would remind people that there has always been a dark presence in America that often was undervalued or overlooked. And I thought the building needed to say that. So even before you go in, you suddenly realize something's different on that national mall. And that's important.
0: Now, you were the founding director of this museum. You started in that position in, like, 2005, and it took
1: years. It took, it took 11 years to build it, and I served as director for 14 years. Wow.
0: And so, your name of your book, and I just want to read it. it, it A Fool's Errand, Creating the National Museum of African American History and Culture in the Age of Bush, Obama, and Trump. You went through multiple presidents, and... Why do you call it a fool's errand?
1: When I was leaving Chicago, when people offered me this job, um, somebody came up to me and said, you must be foolish. You don't want to be the first director because this will chew you up. You want to be the second director. And then I was moving my books and I had a novel called A Fool's Errand that was written in the 19th century. And it was really a story of a man who went went down south during Reconstruction to help heal the races and he failed. And he said it was a fool's errand. But a fool's errand that could make a country better, that's worth doing. And so that's what I thought about that. Even if we failed, this would make the country better.
0: Yeah. And it took fun because this is something that started long ago, the idea of it. And people don't realize that it took a long time to actually make it into reality, to even get the – get to a point where you could ask for funding from, from private um, donors and things like that.
1: Well, the idea for this began more than 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Civil War soldiers, white Civil War soldiers, Yankees and rebels, came together to celebrate 50 years of the end of the war, and they didn't let any black people participate. You had 200,000 black soldiers fought in the Civil War. So black people were upset. Why not us? And so they began to push for this museum on the mall. And really, we it took literally a hundred years before we were able to get the museum open. Yeah,
0: and now it's open and it's beautiful. Um, and so uh, I, you did like an antiques roadshow style gathering of artifacts. And because we have a Philadelphia audience, I know a number of artifacts came right from here.
1: I think that it was important that the public gave collections. Mm -hmm. This museum wouldn't have existed if the public didn't give and open their hearts and their basements to us. And so what happened was for Philadelphia, for example, Charles Bloxon, the great collector, called me one day and he said, Lonnie, um, I heard you've been on the road. Um, I've got material from Harriet Tubman. And I said, you know, Dr. Bloxon, I love you, but no, you don't. Um, Nobody has stuff on Harriet Tubman. And he said, well, look, come to Philadelphia. So I came to Philadelphia and, you know, he's a big man. And he pulled out a tiny little box and he reached into that box and he pulled out photographs of Harry Tubman's funeral. And I'm crying. And he starts pulling out amazing things, a, a, um, a knife and fork that she made, handmade, when she would go into the South to liberate the enslaved people, uh, a shawl that was given to her by Queen Victoria, and then a hymnal that had all those spirituals. She would sing when she went into the South, steal away Jesus, swing low, sweet chariot. And I'm crying, and then I realize, oh my God, I don't have any money. What, what ha- you know, I, I can't afford this. And so uh, I, said to, I said to Dr. Blocks, and I said, okay, look, tell me, you know, what's this going to cost? And he said, shake my hand. And I shook his hand, and he then gave it to the Smithsonian. And that generosity really happened over and over and over again. So this museum is a direct result of people trusting the Smithsonian, trusting my staff, and opening their basement trunks and attics.
0: Yeah. I actually interviewed a woman and did a whole story. She uh, lived uh, in like a northwest section of Philly, and she gave a lot of um, movie artifacts, some of the good early race films. We had Mother Bethel here, a pew from the original churches there. So many things.
1: Well, in in part because Philadelphia is so important. Um, Philadelphia, as you know, in the 19th century had the largest black population. And that in the years before the Civil War, the most active political people were free blacks here in Philadelphia. So I've always thought it was important to tell the story of Mother Bethel, to make sure people understood how important Philadelphia has always been. And so it was wonderful for the city of Philadelphia, for the residents to open their hearts to us and share their stories.
0: Yeah, i got to move on to your historic appointment now. As you know, you're a secretary. (laughs) Of the Smithsonian and first African-American ever to do that. First of all, just your reaction when they told you that you got the job.
1: My reaction was, why would I say yes? That was my (laughs) first reaction. Um, But I realized that the Smithsonian is the place I love so much Mm -hmm. that I was fortunate. I had worked in three different Smithsonian museums. I met my wife at the Smithsonian. My daughter went to preschool at the Smithsonian. So in a way... Building the African-American Museum was, with my staff, that was our gift to America, to our community. Taking over as run of the, running the whole Smithsonian was really a gift back to the Smithsonian, to say, you as an institution gave me not just a career, but a calling. Uh, you gave me a life. And so I thought that I wanted to say, how can I help the Smithsonian achieve its goals as sort of the last crusade of my career?
0: Yeah. And how do we get more Lonnie Bunches?
1: <laughs> you know, we need, we need, it's, it's all about education. It's all about, I was fortunate to have great parents who had high expectations. Um, Lonnie Bunch isn't all that good and all that important. What's important is for parents to remember, teach your kids stress the value of education and have high expectations. Wonderful.
0: And my last question for you, sir, is when you look back, what would make this, besides having opened this historic museum, but what would make your appointment to this role as secretary a success in your eyes?
1: I think for people to see the Smithsonian, not as something just to visit and check off, but that rather it's a place that gives you tools to live your life, to help you understand climate change, to think about fundamental questions about race or fairness around issues of gender, that it has to be a place that's as much about today and tomorrow as it is about yesterday. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my great pleasure, thank you
0: has been a Flashpoint Extra. Flashpoint is KYW News Radio's weekly public affairs show. It airs every weekend on 1060 AM on your radio dial. And it comes on at 9.30 PM on Saturdays and Sunday morning at 8.30. So you can subscribe to the Flashpoint Podcast for exclusive content like this extra. You can find us on the radio.com app, the Apple Podcast app, or any podcast uh, platform. All you got to do is search Flash point KYW. Until next time, I'm your host, Cherry Greg. Thanks for listening.